Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Let's go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Welcome the Renaissance man, Steamboat Willie P, the voice of Charlotte FC. Willie, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm crying in my Keith Taylor jersey, guys. Uh, bad, bad day for all of us here in the Keith Taylor fan club. <laughs> I liked him. I thought he was going to do something as soon as they drafted him and then did have a decent rookie season. And eventually it just became a little too much to bear with some of the struggles he had last year and preseason, not making too many highlights. Was that... I don't even with you crying in your Keith Taylor jersey, Willie. I can't imagine that was the biggest surprise. Is there a player that you think earns the biggest surprise cut award after what we've seen today? I think just the, the surprising part of it, I, I don't think we're surprised by the way they performed that these guys were cut, but the fact that you know you have a guy like Shai Smith who uh, this organization is invested in gets cut. You have even a guy like uh, Deion Jones, who I think could have been a real key contributor for the linebacker position. Uh, he gets cut. Uh, I think a couple of other guys who I was rooting for, like Kobe Jones, who I think had a pretty good camp, uh, even at Raekwon Williams, another, another guy there who I felt like could have earned himself a spot, uh, they get cut. Uh, I do feel like there is a roster glut at a couple of positions, including tight end and even on the defensive line. So I do feel like there is at least more to come. But uh, I think surprise would just be like, you know, guys who I felt like you were rooting for. And, you know, a lot of this uh, always kind of revolves around what happens when they come back on the practice squad, no, it's not the same as being a rostered player, but I do feel like a lot of these guys who we did like uh, are at least ticketed to join the Panthers in some shape, form, or fashion within the next 24 hours. All right, Willie, I know your opinion changed on Keith Taylor, his impact with the Carolina Panthers since he's cut. My next question is, has your opinion changed on the Panthers winning 12 games after what you witnessed this preseason? Look, I, I understand that folks are going to sit there and, and, and kind of pigeonhole me into trying to be like, oh, you're going to stick with your predictions. Look, they still haven't played a real, they still haven't played a real game yet. And so they, they I'm with it, Willie. Not- this is not antagonistic. I, I want you to be on the Carolina Panthers win 12 games can, and make the postseason vote. Can they still mathematically win 12 games? Yes. Is the road to get there maybe been made a little bit harder by the way the preseason went? Maybe. But I think also – when you think about the way they approach the preseason, and you and I have talked about this ad nauseum, it's about uh, trying to at least shade their hand a little bit. They're one of four teams that are playing two games in division right off the bat, so it was Frank Reich's uh, prerogative basically to be loath to not even showing even a darn thing. I think they did open things up a little bit in week three just to kind of get Bryce's feet wet, not only scrambling, but also with some of the higher degree of difficulty throws, but... As one member of the organization told me earlier this week, you know, if the first two weeks were vanilla, then week three was ultra vanilla because even though they did at least open things up a little bit, uh, they probably played less people than I felt like they initially intended on playing because they felt as good as they could be about their top 22. Willie P. flipping the page to your first love, talking about Charlotte FC. And Ashley Westwood said uh, after they got that win, he loved the way that they went toe-to-toe with them and that they want to play and that they've got their style. And so after this win, how do you feel about that? And what do you feel like is Charlotte FC's style uh, at this point in the season? 
I think it's fluid, uh, Wes. And, I mean, you could look at the way they played uh, on Saturday. You really can't find many more performances like the one they had, especially in their building. I think it's the best home game they played this particular season. And uh, it looked a lot like the kind of dominant play that we saw from them in that building last year. It, uh, they had some pretty big uh, opponents come in last year and look awful silly. They had Philadelphia come in last year who was leaving the Eastern Conference and lost 4-0. So, I mean, it's... It's possible for Charlotte FC, and they always have had this ability, whenever they see a strong opponent, to kind of play up to that opponent. Uh, unfortunately, they've had the, uh, the the misfortune of playing down to some others as well who are not necessarily on their level. But it definitely puts them back in the playoff hunt. They're three points out with a game on Wednesday night. They still have a game in hand with a team that is in that final playoff spot, Chicago. Both those teams play tomorrow night. So uh, I feel like if, if they can kind of – use the momentum from Saturday, move it into Wednesday. They've got basically a three-game stretch here in one week, and then they'll play, I think, five in a stretch of 17 days beginning on the 16th. Uh, it should be very interesting from the way this stretch run's going to go, and uh, especially in this particular run because they're in the middle of a stretch right now where they're playing four out of five contests in their building, and if Saturday's any indication, uh, the mojo might be back at Bank of America Stadium for them. Yeah, you talk about the mojo being back, and you talk about them having a pathway to the postseason. Like, what what is that formula? If you were the coach, what are the key things for them to do if they want to be able to get into the postseason? Well, I think it, the one thing that Chris Montanzio has said is that they've made a very concerted effort to uh, tell the guys uh, when and how they can be aggressive. And, and there was even one particular moment where he might have thought they were too aggressive, and it led to a conceded goal the other way, and it, it uh, tied the game in the 75th minute. But they put their foot back on the gas, and you saw less than 10 minutes later they ended up getting the game-winning goal from Scott Arfield. So I do feel like their attack is a lot more diverse than it has been in the past, and I think that can only continue. There's also a, quite a bit of competition with the roster. You had two guys who started games for Charlotte FC earlier in the year, and Guzman Carujo and Bill Kuiloma. Uh, Carujo was basically – a week-in, week-out starter in 22 before he got hurt. Uh, neither of those guys even were in the 20-man roster on Saturday. And even Chris Montanzio goes, look, I have to make some tough tactical decisions. We've got new players in the roster that I want to see get a look. And uh, it's going to be a scenario where I think this roster is going to be very competitive down the stretch. They might even get Enzo Capetti back on Wednesday. Uh, Chris Montanzio said he's available for selection. I don't know how much he'll play because I don't know how much you want to mix up uh, what was working on Wednesday. I think trying to insert a player like Capetti into this squad with the way the offense looked on Saturday might almost be kind of like a, a disruption to the chemistry, but we'll see how uh, Latanzio chooses to employ it. And honestly, guys, I just, you know, as, as much as I want to say it's, uh, it's complicated, it comes back to, you know, doing everything you did on Saturday and rinsing and repeating, you know, wear the same underwear, eat the same breakfast, do everything you possibly can uh, to at least repeat that performance on Saturday because if you play like that, there's not many teams you're going to lose to. All right, Willie, Charlotte FC, they'll play Inter-Miami back-to-back matches. Do you think we see Lionel Messi play in the Queen City? I think the game in Miami, he's probably going to sit because Argentina's got a pair of World Cup qualifiers that precede uh, that game. They play on the 12th and the 17th, and the two games against Charlotte are on the 18th in Miami and the 21st at Charlotte. I think that Inter-Miami tried, at least from a a standpoint of of their own uh, begging, to try and at least get the games outside of the international window. But the only particular window they could fit that one in was uh, right at the end there on the the 18th. So they might try to get Messi back for uh, an emergency appearance off the bench, if possible, in that game on the Wednesday. 
I do feel like he's going to feature on the Saturday contest if Miami needs a victory or some kind of positive result for their playoff positioning. Uh, I think that game is just too important for them. Uh, if it's a situation where Miami is out of the postseason, maybe they don't play him, or if their a spot is, uh, is secure enough, maybe they don't play him. But I do feel like Messi, uh, we've heard him say earlier this year that you know there's really nothing that's going to necessarily uh, deter him from playing, whether it's turf, whether it's rain, snow, or sleet, whatever. Uh, he's a showman, first and foremost, and I think he wants to at least put on for whoever might be able to see him, whether it's people wearing pink or hopefully uh, a team wearing blue that could possibly get a win over him. All right, Willie, final thing. We have a food question for you. Fiddy came in with thin crust pizza. Fiddy also said that thin crust pizza is the best kind of crust on a pizza. Flounder exiting the studio said that is a horrendous take. Now, me and, and Wes, we like pan crust, right? That's our favorite. Yep. That's what you were saying. What is Willie P's favorite crust on pizza? Well, well how, how thin is, is Fiddy talking? Are we talking like, you know, cracker thin? Or are we talking like a hand-tossed New York style? Hand-tossed New York style, but this was from Pizza Hut, so it's not an uh, authentic thin crust pie, if you will. Yeah, I think that the hand-tossed New York style is still my favorite. Uh, I also like Neapolitan. Those are kind of my two favorites that I go Mm. to. I don't mind uh, the pan pizza or even the Detroit style. Uh, I just that's always a lot of bread for me, and even you know the Chicago deep dish casserole pizza situation. Uh, (laughs) While uh, while I will uh, defer, defer to my father for this one because he always would say, you know, those things are, uh, are great food, uh, but they are, in fact, not pizza. I feel like it, it, I should have seen it coming that Willie P's favorite is Neapolitan. It's just a little bougie. Yeah. A little bougie. No really. doubt. And, and Seriously? It is. And, and I feel like that's great. I love it myself. But I should have seen that coming that that would be your favorite pizza. Well, Neapol- Neapolitan pizza is, by virtue, very simplistic. All it is is flour and yeast, that's all it is. And, and you know, cheese, uh, basil, and tomato sauce. That's literally all it is. That, that, if you get fresh ingredients with those mm-hmm. things involved, that's really all you need. You don't need any of the other stuff that's on there. All right, I mean, yeah, fresh ingredients, it seems even more bougie, really. <laughs> right, I don't think you did right? yourself. I don't think you defended yourself very well. But it doesn't matter. I like Neapolitan, and those were some fresh takes from Willie P on Wesson Walker, the voice of Charlotte FC. We always appreciate the time, my man. Thanks again. Thank you, boys. Appreciate Thanks, it.